Today's show is sponsored by the New Orleans Bourbon Festival. Come take in everything the Big Easy has to offer while participating in one of the top bourbon events in the world in New Orleans, Louisiana, March 20th to 23rd, 2019. Get your tickets now at neworleansbourbonfestival.com. Today's show is also sponsored by Wilson Artworks. Bourbon fans, if you're looking for heirloom quality handcrafted copper cups coated in silver, Wilson Artworks has the perfect mint julep cup or jigger for you. Check them out at wilsonjulepcups.com. Merry Christmas, Bourbonites. This is Armand and Samar. We are here with the Christmas episode of Bonded in Bourbon. It's late Christmas, yeah. though. Right, babe? It's late. Yeah. We actually, like, really enjoyed Christmas today and are coming back from our busy schedules to sit down and share a dram over the waves and talk about whiskey, talk about bourbon. Talk about right. some good bourbon. What did yeah. you end up doing with most of your Christmas day? Um, you know, we're here in LA and spent it with the kids. Uh, and you know, the kids, so funny story, the kids already had all of their gifts. So they got bicycles from me a couple of weeks ago. UPS dropped them off. They're like in these big ginormous boxes. So there's no place to hide them in our house. So as soon as they came home from school, they saw their bicycles. Um, so they knew they got the bicycles. And then, you know, last week, I talked about this on my Facebook page. Um, I had my mom go and pick up gifts from Target while, you know, the kids and I went to go run an errand. She went down to Target, got all the gifts, picked them up, brought them in the house, but left them in like the foyer and then left again to go back down to the ATM and get cash because she was going out to dinner. Well, she while she was left and went back to the ATM, the kids and I pull up and park the car, open the door, and all of the kids' Christmas gifts are sitting there in the middle of the foyer. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got Rex, my son, like screaming up and down, holding you know his boxer. He got a robot. And Alva has, mm. is completely in love with the LOL doll series. And so she saw, she sees this LOL doll bigger surprise that she's been begging us every day to, to get her for Christmas. So, yeah, they got all of that. Like, what was that, Thursday? So. Shame. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I literally, I, I opened the door and I gasped. The kids screamed. They got their gifts. They're running all over the house. And two minutes later, my mom comes in the door like, good, good grief. Gosh, darn it. She said, she said a lot worse, but I don't know what our rating is on the podcast. So <laughs> we'll fudge that. <laughs> but she was so upset. This- <laughs> This story is sacrilege. It's total sacrilege. You cannot possibly, possibly just drop a bunch of gifts in the middle of the foyer when the children are not home. Yeah. Like, and they just, uh, and see before Christmas all the gifts. Like, you'd have to take, like, all the gifts back. (laughs) 
Well, it was even worse than that. It was my mom let them like run around with their packages and their gifts. And then she hid them. And so every day, you know, between last week and today, they've been like, can we have our gifts? We already know where we're getting. Can we play with our gifts? Can we play with our gifts? And my mom has been completely like holding it over their heads. Like, no, you must wait. So it's been like absolute torture. Mm -hmm. So. See. Yeah. All the gifts would have had to go back <laughs> and have been exchanged for other, for new gifts, different gifts, so that they wouldn't know what they were getting, what they were going to have under the tree. We had to redo the whole process. No. Oh, my God. I couldn't imagine the tears. I couldn't imagine the tears if they would have woke up today and didn't see those gifts underneath the tree. Mm-hmm. That would have been a mess. But, yeah, they found their gifts. So they got to open their gifts today. And then um, it's hot here. So, um, and because they already knew what they got, they like got all that out this morning. They played with them or whatever. Um, We got dressed and we took their bikes that I bought them. We took them out to the beach and we had lunch um, in Santa Monica looking at the ocean. And then um, we grabbed the bicycles out the car and uh, went over to the little park that's across the street from uh, Santa Monica Pier and I taught my daughter how to ride a bicycle without training wheels. That's so cool. So she's a trooper. Yeah. Yeah, she got it. She got it. It was like 20 minutes of, you know, teaching her how to balance and, you know, use her core muscles and, you know, to wiggle the handlebars so she could keep her balance. It, you know, took her a good 20 minutes, but then. You know, I slowly, I was holding one handle and I had my hand on her back and she started pedaling and then I let go of the handle and she, and I still had my hand on her back and she pedaled some more and finally she pedaled and just kept going. I, I stopped walking and she just kept going and she got it. I mean, you know, my memory's foggy a little bit because it was a long time ago, but I swear it took me a lot longer than 20 minutes to learn how to ride a bike without training wheels. Well, you know my kids are geniuses, right? <laughs> <laughs> Little geniuses. They they are pretty amazing. You, and you didn't tell the funny part though about how she came back home <laughs> and was like, "Yeah, I uh, learned how to ride a bike by myself without training wheels." She gave you no oh, credit. Yeah. No credit. But that's just I mean, that's a mother's play anyway. We never really get the credit. It's a thankless job. It's a thankless <laughs> That's job. why we drink. That's why we just drink whiskey. That is a, because... that is a fantastic <laughs> segue into what we are going to be tasting for you guys on this Christmas Christmas night. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be doing a 1792 small batch. So yep, small batch. I, I'm excited about it. 1792's got uh, a really interesting line, and um, so I'm excited about diving into it. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, you guys can check it out on uh, the 26th on the, on the on Wednesday morning. Yep. So, all right. We're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're gonna dive right on into the tasting. This is bonded in bourbon. Now for a bit of bourbon lore brought to you by the Staven Thief Society, where you can study and deepen your enjoyment of America's native spirit while becoming an executive bourbon steward. While bourbon could not have anything added to it aside from water and still retain the name bourbon, other whiskeys aren't so constrained. 
Scotch can have coloring added, and Canadian whiskey can have both color and flavor added. The most common additive is called caramel coloring because of its mouthwatering amber glow. And where is the world's largest maker of caramel coloring based? Louisville, Kentucky. So even when you're drinking something other than bourbon for some reason, you may well be sipping another product from the heart of bourbon country. And that's just one of the many pieces of bourbon history, trivia, and myth you'll learn on your way to becoming an executive bourbon steward with the Staven Thief Society. Sign up for a class today at staventhief.com. On behalf of the Staven Thief Society, I am Samara of Bonded and Bourbon. Armand, tell listeners about The Bar To Go. They've been a longtime sponsor, but people still may not know what they're all about. The Bar To Go features handcrafted American-made traveling mini bars. These canvas or leather pouches will carry everything you need to make a cocktail or take along with your favorite 50 milliliter bottles of bourbon. These things make great gifts for men or women, and you can check out the complete lineup at thebartogo.com, and that is the number two in the web address. Be sure to use the coupon code ABVN to get 30% off your order. Welcome back to Bonded and Bourbon. This is our uh, Christmas episode. We're recording. It is Christmas night we're recording. And we're going to dive into our tasting of 1792 Small Batch. But first, Samar's going to tell us a little bit about it. So 792 is under uh, Barton Distillery. And, you know, recently they were in the news a couple months ago. They had the big warehouse collapse, Warehouse 30. Uh, it was just an old brick house that they've had since the 50s, I believe. And one half fell. Um, and then about, what, like a couple weeks later, the second half of the brick house fell. Um, and so what they believe is that they lost over 120,000 gallons of whiskey in that um in that warehouse collapse and they didn't necessarily lose it, but I, because, you know, I think the ones on the top, the barrels on the top, those barrels are pretty sturdy. I think they were fine, but of course, because of all the weight, the ones that were on the lower floors of that Rick house got completely smashed. So um, that's why they were in the news, but you know, more on 1792. Uh, it used to be called 1792 uh, Ridge Reserve. Ridgemont Reserve, um, and it um, is speculated to be around the eight-year release, although they do not necessarily state anymore. They stopped um, stating what the age statement was a couple of years ago. Um, so, yeah, it, but it is a high ride, hmm. and um, some people think that the mash bill is 75% corn, 15% rye and 10% barley. And it comes in around 93 proof. So you want to dive in? That's interesting. It's a high, a high rye. High rye. Oh, I totally picked it up. That's like, it. you know, when we, when we do our tasting notes, I don't necessarily start off with the history because I don't want to dig down the rabbit hole on the internet and read a bunch of stuff that kind of sways the way that I review the whiskey, but you know, I'm not surprised after I did my review and then going back and, um, you know, digging up some history on 1792. I'm not surprised that it's a high ride. So, 
And you so, know what else? Uh, this bottle is okay. about twenty-five to thirty dollars in range. So, and it's fairly, you know, it's readily available. So. So well, then with that, we'll go we'll dive right into the appearance. So, what did you think about the bottle? Well, I thought you know, seventeen ninety two, it has an interesting shape. It does remind me like of this big like oval, um, almost like a perfume bottle. Um, but it's very classic. The the numbers on it are extremely classic and very identifiable. Oh, I forgot to say, it's named seventeen ninety two because that's when Kentucky became the state. Did you know that? Ah, that's why it's named seventeen ninety two. No, I did not know that. Yeah. I was wondering why that was. Okay. Yeah, so 1792 okay. refers to the, the year that Kentucky became a state. Um, so, yeah, so that being said, it's very identifiable. You, you know this bottle when you see it. Um, and this one in particular has this, like, dark burgundy, um, you know, cuff on the, on the neck of the bottle, um, which is very classic. And then it's got this silver or gold you know cork top on it as well which makes it look super duper fancy um so it's it's a beautiful in appearance and just the bottling and the packaging itself and the whiskey is this nice amber color what did you think um uh, i thought that the the liquid was it's like a golden brown almost honey colored um mm-hmm. it 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 gives a a visual appearance that it is thick, almost like uh, a honey. So I thought uh-huh. that was really good and, was, and inviting. The bottle I really like. The bottle to me is very sleek, almost shaped like a perfume bottle. Yep. And so I um, I really like the cleanliness of the bottle. Uh, and the label also is very is, is very clean. So I really, uh, I really like the appearance. And then going to the nose... Um, I got a I got a, a lot of sweetness on the nose, mm-hmm. um, like a, a strawberry licorice, even kind of like, or even like a Jolly wow. Rancher, and so it was just it reminded me of a you know a lot of the sweet uh, strawberry red candies mm-hmm. um, of of my of my youth, and so I thought that was really good, really inviting, like that on the nose. What well, about I you? thought it was, you know, it was very um, fragrant as well as far as fruity. I got more on the plum side though, um, so I said like lots of plum, heavy vanilla, and spice on this, um, and again, like that sweetness. I had I wrote down sorghum, um, and something in there that's like a warm hazelnut or caramel. There's something in there that's super warm and and rich um, that comes through on that nose as well. Um, but on the taste, I got something completely different. So I got, I got, really? yeah, it was like sweet and tart. It was sweet on the nose, but then tart on the taste for me. I picked up lemon. I picked up lemon, Did licorice, um, almost to like a metallic taste. Like it was something that was in there. And I don't know if that was just like the alcohol vapors or not, but um, tart raspberries and um, even some on the finish, I got a little bit of the pine on that taste. What did you get for the taste? Uh, So I got the plums that you mentioned. I did get some of that, some more red fruits. So plum, you know, even like you said, a raspberry. I did pick up all that. got some, uh, uh, dark cherries as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really got a lot of that on the palate. Got a little bit of maple 
as well mm-hmm. on the palate. And I think that's probably a continuation of that sweetness that you get that I was picking up on the nose. And that's kind of how it manifested once it was on my palate. But um, I thought it was very tasty uh, with the combination of the maple and the red fruit, I thought made for a really, really good kind of fruity combination. And then on the mouthfeel, it was backed up what I saw in the appearance. And this is why we go and we give from the notes from the five different points, right? Mm -hmm. Because on the mouthfeel, I did actually, it did actually support what I saw in the appearance when I talked about how it was honey colored, but it looked almost like it was kind of thick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I would say on the mouthfeel for me, it was a little, it was kind of almost chewy. So it was really? kind of thick, um, med- to medium to heavy bodied, but it really didn't take a lot to coat my mouth. And uh, it was, it was a good, it was a good sip. And so I really enjoyed the mouthfeel. So what did you think about that? I- you know, I, I I wasn't impressed. I gave it a mm. I gave it a it was a medium mouthfeel. It wasn't anything that I could chew on, um, but it just it just kind of passed through. It didn't it didn't wow me at all, um, and neither really did the finish. I thought it, no no, I don't think it had. There wasn't a. It's a very short finish. Um, it had, you know, the warmth of, and, you know, definitely got those notes of the spicy rye and that oak. But sometimes, you know, when you've got too much of that oaky flavor in it, it turns into lacquer for me. And I think at the end of the day, that okay. was the last note that just stayed in, in my, in my mouth. Um, so it really turned me off on the finish. Um, what about you? Um, I thought the finish was nice. There was no hug, though. And you do kind of no. look for a little bit of hug. Um, yeah. There was no hug. But, it, I mean, it, it, was a, it was a smooth finish. Um, but, yeah, it was kind of short as well. And so it was just, it was just uh, okay, you know, right. as, as finishes go. When you have, like, such, like, a fruity explosion, right, on the nose yeah. and on the palate – um, to have a finish that kind of fizzles like that certainly was a little on the disappointing side. Exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, this started off like extremely bold with the fruity notes and the flavor, like the sweetness. So it's like a great, it's an inviting bourbon. And then as you are drinking it, it's like, what happened? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I was. It, it starts off big and ends very, very small. Yeah, yeah. So, well, uh, are you ready to tally up these scores? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, we'll take a quick break, guys, and we'll be right back. We'll give you our scores for 1792 Small Batch. This is Bonded in Bourbon. everyone five good reasons to go to the 2019 new orleans bourbon festival absolutely renee i got this number one is bourbon celebrities no event out there offers you more one-on-one time with your favorite people from the industry second one is education the classes that they offer are no joke you learn a lot from the educational seminars at the new orleans bourbon festival the third thing is bourbon itself let's not forget while we're there you get unlimited pours from like 150 different 
offerings, I think, Tracy said last year. We're talking different bourbons from, I don't know, 40 different, 50 different distilleries. It's amazing. So that's really cool. And there's even food from the city of New Orleans. So if you like New Orleans, you'll get an opportunity to go out and see the city itself. But when you come to the grand tastings and things like that, those restaurants actually come to you. So you get an opportunity to do that. The fifth and final reason, of course, is the ABV network itself. We're the official podcast of the New Orleans Bourbon Festival. While you're there, you can meet the team, buy merchandise, attend a screening of our new movie, stop by while we're podcasting. Basically, we are all about the New Orleans Bourbon Festival. Renee, I think people want to get involved. How can they do exactly that? head over to neworleansbourbonfestival.com to get your tickets today. We'll see you there. Welcome back to the Christmas episode of Bonded and Bourbon. Armand and Samar here. We just got finished tasting uh, 1792 small batch and we're about to dive into our scores so babe why don't you start them off with your score for appearance so the appearance you know we both really love the bottle we love the design um and the sleekness of it i gave it an eight what about you an eight okay mm-hmm. i gave Impressive. it a nine for appearance oh. uh like i said i really did like the uh the color the golden uh, honey color, and I really do love the bottle. I really do love that it's very sleek, uh, looks like a perfume bottle. I really do think that that's uh, unique amongst the bottles in the industry, uh, very much a standout bottle. So I really enjoyed that. So I gave it uh, I gave it a nine. On the nose, I also gave it a nine. Really? I really love the smell of the strawberry licorice, the strawberry Jolly Ranchers, the candy. Really, like I said, made me harken back to my youth. And when you go to the corner store, you get some now and pack of now and laters, and you get you know, some Jolly Ranchers, and you get all those stuff. <laughs> really made me want to dive in. And so I really enjoyed it very much. So that's why I gave it a nine on the nose. What about you? I gave it a seven. Okay. I gave it a seven. It was good. You know, it had those that um, heavy vanilla and spice and sweet notes and the plum. Um, And I thought it was okay, you know, and I just had to kind of sit with that and really savor those, the nose, but I thought it was, it was, you know, it was pretty uh, fragrant. But just okay. worth a seven. Um, and so on the taste, I gave it a six. Okay. This is taste completely shifted from what I nosed on this bourbon. Um, really? so yeah. Yeah. And I was, and I found that disappointing. Like sometimes we taste really, you know, heavy, viscous, sweet, you know, like full of bold, like, notes and then when you taste them it's just like oh yeah it just doubles down on that rich aroma that you smell um for this i felt like it kind of did like a 360 like a 180 there you go a 180 on me um and so it went from something very sweet and warm and fruity to tart and um almost like metallic so i gave it a six Mm. what about you so I gave it an eight on the taste. I felt like it, for me, it actually expanded um, on what I nosed. So on the nose, I had the strawberry licorice, the Jolly Rancher, kind of candy sweet. 
once I tasted it and it got on my palate, then it opened up. It became more of a red, more red fruit and more like raspberry, cherry, a little bit of maple also mixed in with that. So I thought that it, it wasn't as candy sweet. It was more of a fruity sweet. Uh, and so I actually thought that it was pretty decent and expanded on what I nosed. And so that's why I gave it an eight on for the taste. I also gave it an eight on the mouthfeel. Like I said, it was kind of, it was, it was medium to heavy body, which is good, which is a, a good thing. You know, it definitely lets you know that it's there. You don't have to take a huge sip in order to get full coverage in your mouth. And so I enjoyed that. So that's why I gave it an eight on the mouthfeel. What about you? I totally disagree, though. <laughs> I mean, this is this is why we have the his and her perspective. Like, this is why there's the two of us. Because I I gave the mouthfeel a five. Like, I, it, I didn't, I, and I kept, you know me, like, I'll drink and, and drink more, like, looking and waiting for that feeling. And I don't think I really got it. I, no. No. I didn't get it. Um, and it was just... It was light to medium thick. It wasn't impressive. Um, and then I think it leads right into that finish, which there really wasn't one for me other than that that lacquer, that heavy oak and lacquer taste. Like that was the last note that I had. Um, and it's just not, an ex- that's just not how I wanted to finish a bourbon or how I like to finish a bourbon. So I went from a five on the mouthfeel to a four on the finish. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I did uh, ding it on the finish. I ended up giving it a six on the finish. Uh, you know, it was a smooth finish, right? Um, but certainly I agree that with the explosion of, uh, of the bouquet of fruit uh, on the on the nose and on the palate, it kind of went out with a whimper. So yeah. I did end up giving it a six uh, on the finish. So when I added all those up, I ended up with a 40 uh, for the score, <laughs> which is, I think, a pretty solid score. What did you get? I think this is like, this has to be the most widest variance we've ever had on a review of a whiskey. I gave it a 30. A 30. It's all a 10 right. point difference. Between hey. and typically we're like two and three points off, but this is pretty. Well, you know, I mean, like you said, this is the purpose of having, yeah, you know, shop. the two very different palettes. I think that if you are a, if you're, if you're a whiskey drinker, or if you're not a whiskey drinker, but you know that you like red fruit flavor, you know that you like a strawberry, a cherry, a raspberry. You know that you like those flavor. You know that you like those notes. You don't necessarily love the Kentucky hug. You don't necessarily require the right. Kentucky hug. Remember, this uh, bourbon is only about 94 proof. Yeah. So um, if you like, if those are notes that you enjoy, that those are things that you enjoy, then I highly recommend it. It's very affordable uh, and it's very sippable. And so I would highly recommend it. If you like something uh, with a little more punch to it, a little more of a hug, you want something that's going to stay with you a little longer, uh, you may like some more wooden notes, right? Or uh, some uh, tobacco or some of those, some more herbal notes uh, rather than the fruity notes, then maybe you make it, maybe you pass on this one. Yeah. 
You know, I think you said it best. You know, it starts off amazing all the way like down to the packaging. The packaging is just amazing and sleek and very nouveau chic, like very almost Art Deco-ish with the, the numbering. So it starts off very gold and flashy, but it does end up being like luster. Yeah. Yeah. That's my And opinion. that's okay. Yeah. So our overall score was 70. Yeah. Um, you know, decent score. And it's still a but, decent you know, score I, compared to some of the other stuff we've done. Yeah. Right. Well, and I like I like I say to the listeners, if you heard some of the notes that you personally enjoy, then it. I recommend you give it a shot. I recommend you give it a try. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, it's Christmas night and you guys got to get ready to travel cross country tomorrow. And yeah. so we don't really have any, uh, any major housekeeping items, um, you know, but uh, we definitely want you guys to still know how to get in touch with us. So tell them how to do that, babe. We're on Instagram at bonded and bourbon podcast and on Twitter and Facebook at bonded and bourbon. All right. So the next time we talk to you guys, it'll be what? It'll be 2019. Huh? Cheers. It'll be New Year's Eve, New Year's yeah. Day when we do our next yeah. show. But guess what? I'll be what? there. I'll be there. Yes. So it'll be an so. episode that we'll record sitting next to each <laughs> other, which is a rarity, a rarity. But I know it always sounds like yes. it, but it's a rarity. But so we look forward to 2019. And 2019 is going to be a big year. We got a bunch of stuff in store for all you guys uh, with trips oh, yeah. and events and bottles and barrels and so stay tuned for all of that we'll keep always keep you guys updated and posted on all of that stuff and um you know it's been a great 2018 and we look forward to sharing more sips with you guys in 2019 right babe that's right cheers guys all right guys this has been bonded and bourbon happy new year merry christmas Armand, why would someone be interested in a still from Moonshine Still Pro? Well, there are those that want distilled water, and the stills from Moonshine Still Pro certainly can do that. Others like the idea of a still in their man cave or she shed. I mean, is it really complete without one? Finally, there are those that are trying to tap into the rebellious American spirit, like was exemplified during the Prohibition era, as people gathered to connect and share a drink. No matter what your personal need for a still is, Moonshine Still Pro has a still that suits it. And they have parts that you can't find at your local hardware store if you're trying to build your own. I think people want to know more. Where do they need to go? You can find Moonshine Still Pro at www.moonshinestillpro.com. They also have a secret insider site, www.knock3times.com, with the number three, where they often have discount codes and other secret insider content. Bonded in Bourbon is part of the ABV Network. For more information or to advertise on the show, please log on to abvnetwork.com. Bonded in Bourbon is created by Bowen Zell Productions.